Hello out there, Lucy Fenwick here, and I am happy to welcome you back into the Emberverse. I hope you've been well since our last chat. If you're new here, feel free to snoop around a bit, and I might recommend starting with episode one. Now please, make yourself cosy, and I will fill you in on all that has recently transpired. The dreams won't stop. I don't feel like I got any sleep at all last night, even though I know I did, because I had the dream. Repeatedly. It's always the same. It has been for three nights now, since the evening I met Rafa for drinks. From the moment my head hits my pillow, no matter how many times I wake up during the night, as soon as I fall back to sleep, I have the exact same dream. Has that ever happened to you? I can't say that I've ever had the same dream twice, let alone the countless times I've had this one over the past few nights. It is the most peculiar dream I have ever had, and it leaves me unsettled each time I wake, which is why I find myself awake long before dawn comes to Kesselton, even though I am more exhausted than I ever have been but I can't take any more repeats of the dream tonight. I thought, maybe, that telling you about it would make me feel better. So, here's what I've been dreaming about. I start out in my room, here at Madame de Vries, looking down at my sleeping self as if I'm floating above my bed. However, I have no body. I know this, because after the second time... I started looking around to see what sense I could make of the whole situation. I can look around, but unlike many of my normal dreams, I can't change anything, a move of my own will, or do anything but watch. So there I am, floating, as a spirit, or a ball of consciousness, as a helpless observer, or who knows what. After a few moments... I start to feel restless. In my restlessness, I move toward the window that overlooks the main street. People of all species walk past, even in the darkest of the night. I can feel each one of them as I watch. The orange lamps cast them in shifting shadow, yet there are no shadows cast on the ground. I feel like I take a deep breath, and when I exhale, the window opens. I move through the window now floating above the cobbled street. A rain falls all around me, but I can't feel it. I desperately want to feel it. The air is sick and green once more, like when I first got here. As I watch, I float higher and higher, past the dirigibles chugging through the skies, higher than the top of the transport station. A glistening black ship larger than I've ever seen, is coming into port at the highest dock. Knox, I whisper, but I don't know what that means. The city of Kesselton falls away beneath me as I continue to soar higher and higher. Soon, all I can see of Kesselton is where it stops the dry, dry forest from meeting the sea. Then my eyes are pulled away and I move even higher, faster, farther away. 
I'm pulled and pulled and pulled through space. Traveling beyond Tessalus' moon, out into the vastness of the Emberverse. Peace and fear rise in equal measure within me. The beauty of space is all around me. Tessalus no longer visible. I don't know where I'm going, and I don't know where I came from. There is no up or down, nor forward or back. Nothing. Except for sparkling stars everywhere I look. I want to watch the stars. But now I'm moving even faster. The sparkling stars whip past me in a blur. I have no body for force to be applied to, thankfully, because I know that I'm hurtling through space faster than any ship is capable of. The stars begin to change and swirl. Nebulas come into view and pass me by. Suns of different colors swirl around me, or I swirl around them. I'm not sure which. Occasionally... A world comes into view for a short moment before I'm pulled away from it once more. I have no idea how long has passed. It feels like moments and an eternity at once. Finally, I stop. The stars around me continue to parade slowly across the sky, glistening and blinking more than any I've ever seen. Two worlds are visible. One to my left, one to my right. I have no idea what worlds they are, but I am equally drawn to both of them. They are too close together. They shouldn't be able to be this close to one another. Equal in size, but not in appearance. One is mostly covered in what must be water, with patches of barren red land visible. The other is its opposite, yellow land dotted with patches of vegetation and only one small area of water. What the far sides hold, I never get to see. There I hover, for more uncountable time, feeling as if I am being pulled in two, wanting desperately to go to each world, to help. To help with what, I don't know, but the feeling is intense. And then, the screaming begins. As if a million birds are shrieking at once. But I know it's not birds. It's people. Countless people. All the people in the Emberverse, maybe. There is no distinction in their screams, so at least I can't hear individuals, thank the heavens. But what is happening to them? Why are they screaming? And how do I make it stop? Because I feel like I need to make it stop. I want to make it stop. To bring an end to whatever it is that's causing the pain. Not for myself, but for them. For all of them. I don't understand. I never understand. No matter how many times I experience this infernal dream, I never understand what's happening. On and on it goes, the sound waxing and waning but never ceasing. Just when I think I can't take any more. When the sound swells within whatever it is that contains me within the vastness of space all around. When I want to cover my ears so badly, but have no hands to do so with. When I want to scream with them, but have no mouth to do so with. When it becomes completely overwhelming, I am abruptly and unceremoniously pulled away. Through twinkling, blinking space, past nebulas and solar systems, faster than I arrived... I am returned.
back to Tessalus, back to Kesselton, back to Madame de Frise, back to my room. I return, a hovering, bodiless presence, watching myself sleep. The restlessness remains. I long for legs to move, to be able to do something, anything, but I can't. And so I float to the window once again, looking down at the main street, watching the people pass in the night, shadowy figures with no shadows. One of them stops, turning toward me, looking up at me. They lower their hood, raindrops glistening on their skin. And I realize it's Rafa. Rafa watches me, waiting. How he can see me, I do not know. Why he watches me, I do not know. But he watches me, nonetheless. Intensely. Expectantly. Waiting. Waiting for me to do something. I want to tell him I don't understand. That I don't know what any of this means. But I can't. Not only because I have no body to do so with, but because I am finally, once again, fading into wakefulness. After all of this, I find it hard to sleep for some amount of time. My body remains exhausted, almost as if I really have travelled all that incomprehensible distance, but my mind and my heart race. Putting it all into words, it feels even more menacing, or I thought it might make me feel better. Of course, there is the momentary lightness that comes with sharing something troubling with a friend, but reliving it again, awake, when my brain can process it all differently, makes me feel it all that much more intensely. Usually when you talk about a bad dream, it seems less threatening. But not this one. Maybe it's the fact that I've had the same dream so many times these past nights. Maybe it's the fact that I have never had a dream like this one before where the feelings and emotions are so intense, so close to the surface. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to endure any more of these nights. Do I talk to Rafa about it? I'm not actually sure I would be able to tell him about it, with the memory of how he stared at me, waiting for me to do something, waiting for me to fix it. Because the more times I have the dream the more I feel like that's exactly what he's doing. And I don't know that my brain can separate the dream from reality at this point, with the exhaustion I am feeling. I've never experienced disrupted sleep in this quantity before, and I'm truly surprised by the toll it is taking on me. I don't know whether it is a good idea or not, but once the sun rises, I'm going to attempt to eat a light breakfast and then head to the trader's market. It is my hope that Diara will be able to provide me with a sleeping herb that will help me have at least one dreamless night. I haven't left Madame de Frise since my evening with Rafa. The first morning, I was too shaken by the reality of the dream and the repetition of it, that I just couldn't bring myself to go anywhere. After that, I have just been too exhausted to venture around Kesselton, especially here, where it is best to keep your wits about you when you are a young woman out on your own. It wasn't my intention to share this trouble with you when it started, but when I woke most recently, I felt I needed to. And while it hasn't provided me with as much respite as I was hoping, I do feel moderately better for having vocalised it all to you. 
I do hope that you've been having much more restful sleep than I have, and that you have been able to do something enjoyable of late. Until we chat again, look up at the stars, take a deep breath, and remember that I, for one, am thankful you are out there. Lucy Fenwick, signing off. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephanie Dawn, author and voice of Into the Emberverse. If you enjoyed today's installment, please consider buying Lucy a cup of coffee through Ko-fi. Link in the show notes below or at intotheemberverse.com. Every cup helps Lucy pay for her room at Madame Dufries and also keeps her adventures advertisement free. New episodes of Into the Emberverse release every other Wednesday, so make sure you hit that follow button and they'll be saved for you. If you were intrigued by what you heard today, please share this episode on social media. Every share is like a little hug and is appreciated more than you realize. For more of Lucy and other Emberverse stories, you can find all of our socials in the show notes below. Until we chat again, take care of one another.